Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And Stat Pat to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. We are here each week, every Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Pacific. And as always, joined by my boys here, we got Money Mike. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Stat Pat, how's it going, my man? We're back. We're Let's back. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Aloha, everybody. I did come from the uh, Hawaii State. I took a little time off, and it was nice. Snuck it in before they're, they're wanting to shut it down, by the way. <laughs> So uh, I was yeah, I, you know, I actually was laughing at that because <laughs> literally he was like, "Hey, I'm going to Hawaii," and I'm watching the news, and the mayor said, "Don't come." And he, you got pictures of you on the plane, <laughs> already <laughs> on the way. Saying, right. Sorry, like, don't come. Too, too, late. Well. too late. Too late. Too late. Yeah, it was. It was. I won't talk much about. It, it was a great experience, guys. Um, you know, be safe. Uh, do what they request. But uh, you know, this was planned before we took off. Like Mike said, they they shut it down. Live your of, life, though. They live your life. But <laughs> as we were in the air, but uh, there were no major restrictions or anything to speak of. Uh, I had a great time. But I am back, ready to talk some sports. Ready to talk some Lakers. About uh, it. But as always, we start the show with our guy we start the show with marco nunez let's go ahead and bring him on marco nunez uh former head athletic trainer for the los angeles lakers and now just an extremely good personal athletic trainer how are you doing marco i'm doing well i'm doing well i missed you guys last week yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're back so Let's knock We're it out. We're back with a vengeance. We're back with a vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, hopefully everything's well. So, you know, there's some news out there. You know, the NBA uh, schedule was released and so forth. But I think Money Mike has a question for you specifically here. And let's go to Mike. Yeah, we're going to go to baseball. I, I want to ask you about uh, Andrew Pollock. He, he, they have him. AJ. As, or AJ I'm sorry. AJ. Sorry. Pollock, got you. Uh, they have him as a grade two hamstring. They got him out two to three weeks, um, you know, strain. And you know, I, I you know what I got to thinking was because I'm you know obviously we talk basketball often and a lot, you know what if he was like a first baseman? I know he's not, but what if he was like a first baseman and with the grade two hamstring pull where he doesn't really have to do a whole lot of mobility type of thing? Because you know basketball concerning is a whole lot of like you you got to run up and down. The, but it, it, what if like the Dodgers wanted like his back? Maybe he could still hit on run or walk around. Are those types of things that, that you think in baseball that we could kind of consider where they could kind of hide them on on defense and still maybe still use as bad or just that's just out out of the um, realm of possibility? Um, no, I mean, as far as the hamstring strains, that, that's one of the main muscles as far as acceleration, speed, and when you kind of take off. So it's going to be tough. And, and then if you think about it, as a first baseman, yes, I agree with you. First basemen really don't move a lot or at least they're considered not to be moving a lot. But – if you think about it, when you have a left hitter, that first baseman becomes like the third baseman role now. All of a sudden, the third mm -hmm. baseman is the one that's moving all the way around. But if you have a left-hand hitter coming at bat, that first baseman now becomes like the third baseman. You're moving him. You have, you have to explode to the left. You have to explode to the right because odds are the ball is going to come at you at first base. Second, the other thing you got to consider is the first baseman, one of your jobs to do is stretch out and try to get that ball as close as quickly yeah. as possible. And you've you've seen a lot of first basemen that they do this like they do these like they stretch their their legs back out. Which I know if I did it, I'd break something for sure or tear something for sure. <laughs> uh, you can't do it now. 
can you do him as a designated hitter? Um, I think a National League doesn't do national, uh, uh, designated hitter. Maybe if he hits, gets a long hit and trots over to first base, and then you sub him in for a runner type thing. I can kind of maybe see that, but okay. even then, it's tough. Right. Okay. Yeah, that was just wondering because you know, you know, basketball, you know, they're running back and forth. Correct. But baseball is a lot of standing around. Like you, you may get away with, you know, like I know, like literally. When I sucked, I was in the right field because nothing was coming that way. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you're right. That's the thing about it. There is a lot of standing around. But when you think about baseball, there's a lot of quick reaction that you have to explode right away. You got to be ready to take that first step and, and explode right away. And usually that first step, that is where you're going to have a lot of discomfort or you're going to have that, that terror type of thing. Um, so it's tough. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's a lot of standing. Unless they put him out in, in right field. You're right. Maybe he might be a right fielder. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens, but you, but you, your recommendation would just you know let them rest, stay out the yeah. lineup. And, and, okay. and here's the other thing you got to consider: we're what, we're in uh, we're coming in September, right? It, we're wrapping right. up yeah. to, to playoff season and stuff like that. To you know, um, do do you want to risk it? And then he either comes back a week early, then re-aggravates it, then he's out for another two three yeah. weeks. Type yeah. thing. Now keep in mind, if he comes back a little bit early, he re-aggravates it. He's going to be out for a longer period of time even for the second injury type of thing, because now they're going to be even over cautiously with him type of thing. And he may potentially miss the whole playoffs type of thing. So, if they, you know, my understanding is that they're doing actually, well, I think they lost one of the last games, but they started playing well. Um, yeah. As long as they keep it up, you know, you, you have some time, some, some time to play around with, with him. Gotcha. I have a question for you, Marco. Uh, sure. Going back to the NBA, you know, uh, players are getting close. They're about four weeks away or so from uh, entering into camp. So what what are are these players doing or expected to be doing or now are they working on their win or they weight train what 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 exactly are they working on still at this stage of the game? So usually during the offseason they work on ex- increasing their strength, their explosiveness, agility, their quickness, all that stuff. But the rule of thumb in the NBA is that after Labor Day weekend, that's when most of the players are required to start, you know, kind of uh quote unquote uh, on uh, start reporting back. Um I remember when I was there even as a staff, coaches, athletic training staff, sportsmen and staff, we all took our, like our, our vacations or time offs in August. But after Labor Day weekend, that was kind of like the call for, okay, here we go, all hands on deck. We're ready to roll. We're starting up. So the month of September, a lot of these athletes would be on site. And this is where they start doing a lot of their conditioning, their stamina, their endurance. Um, they'll start working with the coaches on their skills. they start working on the play, stuff like that. So even though preseason or training camp doesn't begin until usually at the end of September, it's always like September 26th, 27th. After Labor Day weekend, that's when it's like, all right, the season's kind of officially or unofficially beginning type of thing. So that's when they're pretty much starting to report or at least being around. You'll see one or two can maybe get away for a quick weekend type of thing. But normally after Labor Day weekend, you start seeing all the players uh, coming back. So that's when the fast food diets change again. Either stops or slows down. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, Marco, I want to ask you um, a question because you know they talk about like grade two strain. Yep. Um, so I mean, I guess it's since it's a scale, I just want to know like, is there uh, grade three, grade four? Like, what is grade three the highest before it gets to become a tear? Or like, you know, can you walk us through that? Because I, I mean, you hear it all the time and you assume you know what you're, t- you're talking about. Like, oh, that's grade two. That sounds pretty bad, but we really don't actually know what that entails. So. Can you just, you know, explain that, you know, when it comes to, you know, grade two, grade three, grade one? So the way they categorize it, if you look at, at, at your muscle, your muscle is made of, but, uh, with, of thousands, thousands of muscle fibers type of thing. So when you strain a muscle, you basically kind of tear a couple of the fibers, but the whole muscle is still intact. 
first, so they categorize as the first, second, and third degree. The first one is a very mild strain. You probably tweaked a couple of the fibers. And usually the time to return to play from a, from a, any muscle strain from a first degree can be anywhere between minimum five days. And that's it. Everything goes right up to maybe 14 days. So usually the average rule of thumb is like one to two weeks potentially. A second degree sprain, you tear more fiber. So you tend to go a little bit longer. It's anywhere between a second, you know, between two weeks to put to maybe up to four weeks as far as return to play within that range period. A third degree, that's kind of like the more severe when we tear a lot more fibers. Uh, there's more damage involved, stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of more discomfort in that one. You're looking anywhere between four to eight weeks as far as returns. So it could be anywhere from months to two months, uh, one depending on where the where the tear is. So also kind of you have to consider if it's in the center of the muscle, if it's more proximal higher, if it's more distal. That also kind of determines um, the timeline. Um, and then also obviously the position, the player, stuff like that. If you know if it's a quarterback, most likely they return a lot, a lot quicker, especially if it's a, it's a, if it's a non-mobile quarterback like a Tom Brady that doesn't rarely move. Versus a uh, uh, Lamar Jackson is going to explode, um, or if it's a running back position, O line. So that also kind of determines, you know, when that player kind of comes back, type of thing. And there's nothing uh, as far as sprains worse than a grade three. No, grade three, well, unless you completely rupture the muscle completely, it's gone. And oftentimes, a grade three is also kind of categorized within that thing. But yeah, grade three is probably the worst one. Okay, if not, then they just call it a full tear. I'm yep. assuming. Okay. And then if they require surgery, usually sometimes a grade three may not require surgery. Ooh. Gotcha. Ooh. Okay, so that's boring. we don't want that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> perfect. No. Mark, as always, excellent information. Thank you so much. Please let everybody know who's uh, listening and following how they can keep up to date with you. Yeah. If you guys have any questions, you guys welcome to DM me regarding any injuries that you guys be having, any recovery, nutrition, that sort, on my Instagram at Marco A Seventeen, or you can follow my um, YouTube channel at Evolve Athletic Performance, where I put up weekly sports fitness tips of the week type of thing. All right. Thank you so much. We'll see you next Thank week. You. Great to see you. Thank <laughs> you guys. Thanks, Marco. Have a great All right. Well, that was good info, guys. So, yeah. yeah. All right. You know what? I've always wondered that, too. You're like, grade one, grade two, grade three. Well, well is it grade three good? No. <laughs> You're like, because that's basically so, the end of the road. Before yeah, so yeah. definitely one in the one. Yeah. yeah so I, I wonder, wonder how the athletic trainers felt with Shaq used to come in at 350. Start knowing right. damn well, they're looking at these, these little hamstrings, like mm, they're gonna last. And they're gonna yeah. last. I, mean, I was just thinking about that, you know what I mean? Because they're supposed to be getting in shape, right? So, theoretically, Shaq should have started, you know, getting in shape. You know what he said. Well, Shaq should have <laughs> been a little out of shape, you know, you know. get hurt on how many times. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's when he lost. Me. That's <laughs> yeah. when he lost. I think he lost a lot of fans then, yeah. and then of course, when he put down LA when he moved. But that's a different story for a different yeah. day. I, 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 I we have a lot to discuss today. Uh, like I said, we're going to go over the top five games in the NBA, and that's not just Laker games. We're talking about the top five must see games of the season, non Laker games, non Laker games that involve teams. So we're going to take a look at that, but uh, let's get started here. Okay. Uh, the Lakers, of course, are continuing to make moves. The Lakers have brought home two more players. Now, home depends on how you consider home, but Rondo is back. So we have our champion back. How do you guys feel? Let's just start there. How does you, how do you feel about that money, Mike, having Rondo back on the team? Hey, look, Rondo did the best thing for himself. That dude, when he got a championship, when he got $15 million, and they came back to get that championship. Bro. <laughs> like he screwed the year. Clippers along the way with yes, him. Right. Dude. <laughs> you know yes, dude. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, hey, shout out to Rondo on how, how you did that because, you know, he got like, 
he literally got like 20 mil. <laughs> Man. I mean, he got like four from us and 15 from everybody else, right? Dude. So, hey, I actually like that. Um, I'm, I and then, then I heard the Yelp review from... Um, from the Yelp review. It was a Yelp review, right? Wouldn't you agree? It's a Yelp review from AD. He said he liked, <laughs> he liked out the lives, you know, the, you know, yeah, the ball. Yeah. He, yeah. he, you he know, put the ball in a better spot. Be, better, than, better than uh, the dude that played himself. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and in going on that, because I, you know, I wouldn't just see like the, the the number, the stats, and like you know, when it comes to like how many lobs did he throw to AD? And I promise you, man, the whole season, my man threw one lob <laughs> to AD. One. Are you serious? One. You looked at that shorter. One. Hey, it was one. perfect. One. One. No, I mean, shorter did or, or one. Or yes, one. him. Oh, well. do one. Do three one lob to AD. Uh, that's a, that was a problem, bro. And I'm looking at like, okay, well, if that's the case, I mean, who else? I mean, you got one thing about you know being a guard for the Lakers, especially the fact that the Lakers always have you know skilled big man. You got to be able to throw the ball into the post effectively every time. The post entry pass is key to any offense that the Lakers run. Inside out, inside, inside out. out. We just do that, and you got to be able to throw it in the sweet spots. And you get guys like Rondo that knows how to play with big men. You know that makes their life a lot easier. Uh, and then if you just, and if, of course, you know Rondo still has that rapport, you know, with AD. So it's so it's it's it goes back, you know, and and so he, but he likes playing with them. But I know you were saying <laughs> bringing some guys home, and I think I, I've seen uh, Dwight Howard says, "Good to be back home." And I'm just thinking, it's funny. My man is calling L.A. home. Like, man, you well, know, they all, out, you know, NBA players do technically call off. L.A. home. <laughs> I, no. You know, come on, don't. <laughs> Dude, he, he rips in L.A., man. I, I'm not calling him home. All right. Yeah. He I mean, said, he, I'm a, back home. Like, where? Yeah, where? Yeah. Like, were you a <laughs> condo? So, so um, you know, Rondo had some maybe, you know, not so kind words for the Clippers uh, upon an interview that uh, the Lakers just had with him where he had stated that, you know, if the coach would use him in the right way type of situation. Sounds awfully reminiscent of a Paul George statement, but um, <laughs> but it's Ty Lue this time. But it's Ty Lue this time. So look, uh, but here's the thing though. Everybody knows that Rondo is a special person. <laughs> right? Yes. And and uh coaches that have it their way, you know, or the highway, Rondo doesn't get along with them people. You know, so you you know, you kinda have to know your audience. If you go get Rondo on your team, you basically say, Okay, Rondo, how do you want to play? What do you want to do? You know, because if not, like, I mean, look, that Carlisle situation to me just got, it became comedy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just became straight comedy because you really, and then he just shut down, like, and, and just not. So I'm happy we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Because he likes, the, he, he likes all the players. He likes the coach. Well, I want to bring you that know? up, Stat. Um, do we need his veteran leadership for this young Lakers squad? Well, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because he did say that he wanted to be more of a mentor to, like, you know, none mm-hmm. and the younger, um, you know, uh, the younger guards that we have, which are not that many. But, you know, I think the guards are the young young ones on the team. The so, you know, so he said he wanted to go ahead and be, you know, a mentor to them. He's not trying to, like, be a sixth man or trying to get in there. and But he knows when his number is called, he's going to be ready to go. Um, so that's 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 real cool for for him. Also, I think it's cool for the coaching staff because, like you were saying, if he was that guy thinking, "All right, man, I'm coming right back. I'm getting my spot. 
doing it like we did the last, you know, two years ago, and, and he put me right back in and be the sixth. I don't think he's going to be the first guard off the bench, and I think he realized that, and um, I think I'm happy that he's cool with his role, but he's always going to be, a, a, you know, an asset to the coaching staff and the team. So, so I have a question. I, you know, I don't, I don't know why, but this weekend I did a binge of, like, Cobra Kai, and so I saw <laughs> Russo and, and Jeff, you know, they, they all the whole season, they they got along, didn't get along. So we know Rondo Westbrook had an issue. Yeah. You know, now they, they, they say they squashed it. Are they are they gonna be able to be squashed the whole season? That's the question for me. Oh yeah, because they'll take it out on the other the other squads. This is gonna be awesome. There's I mean, gonna be no letdown. I'm just asking questions. There's gonna be no oh, yeah. letdown of intensity. I'm just asking I'm just asking questions. No, no, sure. no. And I, and I and I hear that because I, okay, so how I look at it this way is both of them are on the team and they know that they're not the man or they're fighting for to be the alpha on the team. Like they're not doing that. You know, they don't have that. Like I'm going to be the man. I'm going to be the man. No, they're not going to do that. Cause they know they're both, there's a pecking order and they know their role. So they're going to come in there and do whatever they can to go ahead and contribute to another ring for him and a ring for the others that are coming there for that, that purpose. I don't think anyone, especially when it comes to Westbrook, cause Westbrook already knows he's third fiddle. You know what I'm saying? He's probably what the, what the third highest. I mean, well, yeah, he's definitely the third highest paid. Yeah. Team, but I mean, they all make yeah, it 40. They so all make it 40. I'm like, they all make 40, 41 or 42. Um, but you know i just why i don't think it's going to be a big a big deal um for that reason i think they both know their role they're ready to go and you know i mean are we still are we still we still fighting like we're like in our, in our like almost like when we're almost 40 like we're late like, well, mid, well late the question like, is why fight. here's the question why that? don't they like each other Okay. Well, I mean, and, going, they, the, the personalities are strong. Well, there man. you go. But if it's because of competitors, when you're together, that changes. That changes when you're on the same squad. Yeah. Going after it. Yeah. Right? It, it, it does. You know, it's mentality of people, though, right? Because Kobe, anybody that went after at Kobe, he won them on the team. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So they asked Jerry Rice, who was the toughest person to guard him. It was Deion Sanders. Next year, Deion Sanders was on the team. Yeah, that's it. You know, but, you know, <laughs> Westbrook and Rondo, well, Westbrook got traded. Rondo agreed to come. So, I guess based upon that, Westbrook wanted to come. Yeah, Westbrook wanted to come, but Rondo knew Westbrook was there and came. Therefore, he accepts. He accepts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to be right. that that crazy. That like, like you said, he knows that he's on the team. All right, cool. I want to make sure you want to ask Clubhouse that. They, the yeah, yeah, let's do that because that's you know right. that could be a, a combustible Mike, situation you, there. Yeah. Look at Mike. Uh, if is, you guys is, is Rondo Westbrook a concern? Yeah, do you guys is that a concern? Not anyone got anything to say? Anybody, anybody got anything to say? Are we quiet over there? You so. Go go ahead, Dwight. Bueller. You know, for what it's worth, if you thought somebody was a punk A B before you uh, get on their team, then all of a sudden you get on their team and you just all buddy buddy. Some of that just don't feel right to me. But <laughs> I think there's a whole lot of personalities on this team. We got to see if it's going to jail. So we shall see. I mean, maybe LeBron's strong enough to get everybody on his on his. his game. Oh wait, 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 wait. We depend on LeBron. Well, or? I mean, he know he's about the kumbaya. You know, that's I mean, that's how it goes, man. You get on LeBron team, you know, and then we Taco Tuesday. You know, we we, we, we <laughs> yeah, got, like, everybody cool hates LeBron until you know? they play with but, LeBron. But, but, everybody's cool with LeBron. Hey, so, but, like, LeBron ain't breaking up no fights though. No, no, he's going the other way. Go ahead, Dwight. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you, you, oh, you done? Brian, Brian, Brian ain't breaking up no fights, but like I said, he 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 does have a reputation for 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 getting guys on the same page. Mm-hmm. So, 
I mean, you got like I said, the the the, the one thing that the Lakers got going for them uh, above all else is they got LeBron. So you know, when, when you got a problem, call LeBron. <laughs> how how yeah. do you feel about that money, Mike? You know what? Hey, I'm just gonna leave that low. That's what it is now. It is. You know what? I want the eighteen championship, and then that's that's how. I feel. But you All know right. what? These guys are actually coming to also play with LeBron. So you see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I can say as much. We can say all kinds of stuff against LeBron. But the fact is, these cats want to play with them. Because they didn't like. Look, I ain't gonna lie, man. Look, you know, I am a Laker fan. We are Laker fans. But as much as we like that that Kobe that Mamba mentality, that was all put into a lot of people in the league, and not everybody was clamoring to be Kobe's teammate. And that's real. I mean, we can talk about how great he was, but that's real. Well. Okay, see, they didn't work. They didn't want to work. See, 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 you're giving them excuses. I love Kobe, but don't give them no excuses and say that he's the. Oh, you just didn't want to work hard. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's what it is, though. LeBron (laughs) said, "Look, I'm about to, I'm about to get three MVPs on team. You want to be on it? Cool." And they like, "Let's do it, LeBron. I'm with you." (laughs) Right. Because I got three MVPs on my team. You want to build my legacy up? Yes. They were like, "See, see, that's my point." Legacy. You brought up the word. See, with Westbrook and Rondo right now, they are in absolutely win or it's just it's it's all or nothing if they don't make it work with this squad they're like i mean especially westbrook then his legacy if you don't bend it's if cemented. you don't, it, you if he wins it was him it wasn't him on his squad he should have won in okc if he had the right to if he loses or throws a fit or says eh, i don't like ronda that's going to kill his legacy, and he was the problem the whole time. Yeah, it's cemented. I mean, so and that's, and that's, that's it. And that's a, I don't know if that's a fair criticism of him, but at the same time, you know how the narrative. perceptions reality. That, yes, exactly. The narrative is going to be what it is, and and there's a common denominator in all that, and then they, they always point the finger at Westbrook. Then this is the ta- this is the championship team, and if you can't win with LeBron, I don't know if you can win. I well, mean, that's the, that's example, the example one, Butler. Until he brought Miami to the promised land of the finals in the bubble, was he the problem in Philly? Was he the problem here? Was he? And then all of a sudden he brought the. That was all squashed. Right. He was not the problem anymore. Right, right, right. It was quick too. As soon as he brought him home, not the problem anymore. All of a sudden Kyle Lowry's running there, and they've got a squad. You know, you know what I just thought about though. We have this big three on both sides, right? And only and two of the big three have championships. The other one doesn't. So I'm wondering, like, and when I'm saying about this, the Nets, with the I'm talking Nets. about the Nets, right? Okay. So the Nets, we got Harden over here on one side, no ring, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And and he, I was, you, you kind of, kind of curtail his game to play with other two that have rings, you know. And that's Westbrook is kind of doing the same thing, um, you know. Do we do we think that Westbrook needs to kind of curtail his game a little bit just to kind of fit in and do what the other two? Because they have the rings. Okay, so, so t- that's a good question. Because, what do you want that though? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you know, if you got Westbrook, you know what you got in Westbrook, and right. you want that to come out. You don't want to tame Westbrook. You gotta let Westbrook be less Westbrook. I mean, he has to understand that when he's you know not being efficient from the field, he has to do other things. But at that fire that to make him just sit there in the corner and be a spot up three point shooter and bring up the ball and just pass it around and then wait for the out, the kick out. That ain't him. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he shouldn't, if he's going to be that way, then he shouldn't be on the team. Cause I need him to be as mad as he is with the scowl dunking on fools. Like I need him to be Westbrook. That's what, that's what I'm paying to see. Okay. So for the question, will, will LeBron, you know, who we know how to ring, allow him to be that. Oh yeah. 
Oh, no doubt. Okay, cool. No yeah, doubt. Yeah. I have no doubt. I mean, you don't you don't recruit, you know, you don't recruit him and then all of a sudden let him get on the team and then and then you know chop his knees off. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna let yeah. him be well, who he is. I mean, cause that's always been my argument when he came onto the team. I need Westbrook to be Westbrook, like what you said. I need them to be able to handle the ball and get those assists and you know, be a mid-range shooter, which that's his game. Right. So I want him to be that. I'm just hoping that LeBron allows for that to happen. Mm-hmm. LeBron's going to allow because he he knows. He knows where he is in his game. He saw Kobe. He's going to pattern after that. He wants to have that last 60-point game, and he's going to make sure he's there. <laughs> he wants to have the energy for it. Um, I, you know, I'm kind of curious, guys. Would you, would you guys consider – if you had to put this era of basketball the last maybe 10, 15 years, is it the era of the point guard where maybe it was the era of the center before – and, and if that's the case, because, you know, the game sped up, it was the curries, the quick, the passes, this and that. If that's the case, how come, you know, so few great point guards have been successful in winning a title? Um, being Westbrook, Harden, and, and others, um, you know, you've got Curry out there and Kyrie's got one. But um, because I think when you were talking about like the past 10, 15 years, the scoring point guard has become the trend. It wasn't before it used to the be true the true point. point guard, which I'm going to be the facilitator, the defense. get everybody in the maybe, you know, play like you like said, hard nosed defense at the point of attack. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy and content with my 18 and 9. You know what I'm saying? I'm I don't need to get 25 and 7, 25 and 8. I don't need that. I'm good with 18 and 12 tonight. You know, I got my points, I got seven points in the fourth quarter. I'm cool. We're going, you know, we're hitting the showers. We're great. But now you know, when it comes to, you know, the scoring, I mean, you see these com- combustible triple doubles like Jack Harden does, like the 30 point, you know, 15 assist, you know, but the thing is, he's holding the ball and he's, I mean, he's getting the assist. He's doing that. He's getting the guys inv- involved, but it, it almost seems like he's just the only thing. Once you take him out of the game, it's like who else is going to pick up the slack with the assist? It's just too heavy. It's just really too heavy. And I think that's the pro, that's the point guards that we see right now, like the Trey Youngs, like the scoring point guards. I mean, that's what it is, the scoring guys. I think the league is so much a copycat league now where, you know, they say, oh, that team over there, they all shoot three-pointers from 40 feet. We need to build a team like that. Versus, if they won. If they won last year, all of a sudden we have to beat that. Right, mm-hmm. right. Instead, instead of saying, I have this player, these are the player strengths, and we're going to build the offense to the player strengths. That doesn't get done at all anymore, you know. And I don't understand why everybody wants to play the same that way, right? You know, because if if I'm looking at a team that's real really small, then I need to give me a team that's big, yes. So that way I could go ahead and compete against that, yes, right. But it, it's and now it's just like we're going to put the same two small teams on and say and see who's the best. And I think that's a big issue right there. Because, like I said, we got to make them adjust to us. Right. Right. You think so? Yeah. The Lakers always made teams adjust to them. Right. Yes. You know, we never adjusted to to their. But but in the bubble, it worked. We took out our bigs and we adjusted and went small and it worked. And I didn't really like it at first. I remember commenting saying, why are we adjusting down? But But we still were bigger. That's the thing. Even though we took out, we took out the bids. We were still a bigger team. We were still a bigger team because now my big, my, my center is way more athletic and he plays like a center i mean yep. he plays big so right. so and, but we were talking about this the game itself and how it's you know evolved you know evolved to basically you got to take it to the rack or you got to hit three pointers now that you see now people are starting to talk more about the mid-range game because that's the whole you know when you look at the defense if your people are playing you they got to close out on the three-point shot 
then that mid-range game is now all of a sudden open because now they're going to wait for you. They're going to try to not let you get to the rim, and they're going to close, trying to close out on the three-point shot. So all that elbow, that's why you see Kawhi is just making a living off of that shot. I mean, all the, I mean, DeRozan, all these guys that got mid-range, mid-range game, Chris Paul, get to that elbow, knock it down. It's almost like, wow. Like, when you see it almost as automatic as it is, you're like, yeah, of course it's a weapon. That's how Kobe was getting his – I mean, Kobe was mid-range. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Then the game after Kobe, everybody was like, okay, it was like, it's, we got to copy, you know, uh, uh, Steve Cur- – I mean, Steph, uh, Steph Curry. Yeah. So now, years. you know, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, yeah, shoot it. Like, look at Trey Young. He's like, I could do – I'm a I'm Curry Curry. Mm-hmm. No, I'm trying to shoot further than him. Like, yeah. I'm trying to shoot from yeah. – <laughs> half court. Yeah. You know, yeah, of course. Um, but I just think now you you're still you still seeing like you know, and I like the fact that the Lakers do have that. We do, like you said, Mike. We're able to if we they say they want to quote unquote play small, play small. Then I slide AD to the five and LeBron to the four, and I'm not really as small as you want to be. Like I'm still bigger than your small lineup, and I got skill at these positions. Oh, yeah. So that's why you know people are talking about the Lakers being old. I mean. <laughs> I see experience. I see a lot of guys that know their role and ready to go ahead and be, you know, really be efficient in those roles. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm hype. If you can't tell, like, <laughs> I don't care because, uh, like, you know, 10, 70 year olds can still probably kick my ass. Hey, bro. <laughs> if it's bro. just me. Bro. So, you so, know, so I, I have know. another question. Do we need DeAndre Jordan? <laughs> That's the next what, one. What okay, the, there we go. So, so the Lakers brought What's home another player, and when we mean home, brought home to LA. We have DeAndre Jordan. Um, I, do we like you know? Let, let's instead of we putting our thought on it, let's go straight to Clubhouse. I'd like to see what their thoughts blink are. Then let's react on that. Uh, Clubhouse, go ahead and blink your mics if you've got something to say. We'd like to hear what you guys think about bringing DeAndre Jordan to the Lakers and bringing him back home to LA. Uh, hey, crispy, go ahead. Yeah, what's up, guys? Um, I'm gonna keep this real short and simple for you guys. I think it's gonna be a fantastic workout for us. Um, I I have flashbacks of I think Stat Pat mentioned it. I have flashbacks of Rondo and AD with the lobs and everything going down. So I believe you know we're gonna have two people we can lob it up to AD and DeAndre Jordan, obviously. So yeah, I think it's gonna be a good fit. All right, all right, and he's definitely lob category as we know from Lob City. Uh, Lob City. Well, I mean, that was their only yeah, strength. Really. I mean, it was Lob City. He was the reason for that. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think that, I, I hope he could play a little defense and well, see, lots of shots. This, that's what I'm saying. Like, so when you get, so okay, what worked for us two years ago? Right, we had Javale McGee and we had Dwight Howard, and at all times we had somebody protecting the rim. Somebody who was able to catch lobs and also if they were getting in there, like at least be a presence. So when we had 12 fouls, right. And you see, yeah, 12 fouls. Right. And then you saw last year. Right. And what was the glaring? I mean, we, you know, of course, Marcus all was able to play some good defense, you know, but his defense was like basically like once once you got past the swipe, once you go past like the strip, all that shot was yours just to make the basket because he wasn't trying to block no shots. So. Now we get back to having those two rim. We can we can rotate those rim protectors out. We can rotate, you know, Dwight with you know because at the end of the day, they're not really. We're not asking them to do anything with the ball. We're just telling them to just catch the lob and dunk it. If they can't clean dunk it up, and and, it up. And, and 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 we funnel the guy into you to block the shot. Like it's not really, you know, what I'm saying we're not saying hedge out on the three and come back and try to re- recover and get to the rim. You know, we're not doing that. We just. Just block the shot, man. It's coming to you, man. Just alter it. We'll get the rebound. We're gonna push. You know, like, that's all. Like Howard, at. their 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 requirements are so small. Just focus on this, and you're fine. Yeah, you know, 
Keep it simple, stupid. So yeah. Okay. So so now now even with these two signings, guys, the Lakers still have spots to fill. And I'm laughing because I'm I'm looking on the internet, I'm looking on Twitter, and when they're announcing, oh, DeAndre Jordan, and they still have spots, people all over the internet. How where are the Lakers? How do they have so many spots to fill? And it's funny because in the past I would look at the Clippers and they just kept signing guys. I'd be like, how do they do this every year? Never worked for them, but um, <laughs> now the Lakers still have spots to fill, and there's rumors that Collison is still a possible fit for this squad. Um, Who's gonna play? It, well, it, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I know, uh, I know the starting five. You feel me? I know the starting five. Like, y'all y'all coming here for no minutes. I mean, I mean, y'all literally coming here well, for Collison's no minutes. Not even in the uh, league right now, right? He's post retired, uh, coming out of retirement. Right. Well, look, at least we didn't get Aldridge. You know, because he came back. You know, yeah. he, he over there with the Nets. You know, that, they can they, have him. Does it help them out? He good, man. Okay, you know, cool. I'm good yeah. on him. Same over there. Congratulations, I'll just yeah, sure, man. man. Healthy spot. Who? I mean, really? Like, what is their eight man rotation? Okay, real quick off top. So, you got um, Westbrook, LeBron, AD. Okay, so then who else you got that's going to start? You need two more starters. Well, you got you. Got, I'm is thinking. THC I think it? I think none is going to start over THC. I think mm-hmm. uh, either none THC's or, or none or bench for sure. They want to fire off the bench. Ellington maybe. Um, Ellington's gonna start. Yeah, so the thing is Ellington. Um, and then you do still gotta rotate uh Carmelo, still gotta rotate um Wait, wait, wait. Who's your sixth man? Who's the first off the bench? Who's the first off the bench? I think it's gotta be THT, right? Isn't it THT or none? Or it's gonna have to be a guard. I don't see it's gonna be, you know, uh what what Ariza? Uh, I think it's I mean, I I mean you know what I'm saying? Like oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, oh right. I mean, yeah, so I mean, you know, I mean I don't know, dude. I I really think you need to bring a guard in <laughs> to spell. You know, uh, I think LeBron gets the first rest, and then you can get you work on that AD. Uh, okay, so if, what, connection. if LeBron comes out and then you still rest on the court, that means it has to be a forward coming in, right? Mm-hmm. So who's that? Who's that forward? I think it's gonna have to be Ariza, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, which is fine. An Ariza squad with mm-hmm. uh, Rondo or someone out there. Okay, so uh, they'll make that work. Okay, but they do still have spots to fill. As we're talking about that, what positions do you think? If, if it was up to you guys, or or we can go to Clubhouse on this as well. What position, if we had any to to create more depth that we want to sign? It, it, where are we trying to create that depth? Step Look. that or money, Mike? Go money. <laughs> Whoever else goes on that team, they're not getting no time. Like who? Right? They they're not getting any time. So I don't, I don't, minutes, I don't, yeah, I don't I don't think it even matters. It's like only 48. Because I mean, because if you do, I mean, to your point, we have what three guards, right? Or you know, on the team, we have three legitimate centers. Huh. Um, we have the forge is probably the least amount, the least in our death. So we have you know. We have a reason coming off, um, so have, I guess another forward, like because we don't need any more centers. We don't need any more shooting guard or power forward. Yeah, I mean, like, what are we going after? I and mean, it, that's it, what it, I'm saying. It, I don't it, know it, what we're we, going after at this point. If we got Rondo, we 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 got we have a good strong point guard rotation now. And um, no shooting guard. Maybe I mean, do we need another shooter? I mean, didn't we get Bazemore? I mean, right. about, I mean, so I'm just saying, I'm like, you know, I'm like, is this okay? So look, so so <laughs> then, who do we want to keep from another team? Me. No, I got this. I got this. There, there were two players in the, in our summer league that 
then we ain't gotta pay nothing. We have to be paying them like five hundred thousand. Uh huh. That, that those are the last two roster spots right there. I mean, I'm, I'm we ain't that. got no money. Yeah, we ain't got no money. Well, but we can pay uh, minimums just like we are the two point sixes. I mean, so and we got we got like four two point sixes on the team, right? Ariza got two point sixes. DeAndre got two point sixes. Rondo got three uh, two point sixes. Um, how much did Baysmore get? I think he got I two points. I think he got that two point six too. Right. So we I mean, dude, all we got is five hundred thousand left. So that's that goes to the, the, sec, to the second the, round. All right, guys. G League people. Man. All right, guys. We, 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 so, we okay, got, wait a minute. Hey Clubhouse, do you guys have any other who, who else do y'all want to see? Who else y'all want? Well, who or what, or what position do you guys want to see more depth at? We're gonna go one caller, one one contributor from uh, Clubhouse, and we gotta take a break real quick. So uh, right. anyone shake the mic. Crispy. Yeah, y'all don't don't kill me for this, guys. I would like to see like a JJ Reddick if we were to go in, to get anybody. I would need that bona fide knockdown sharpshooter. Uh, yeah, yeah, sharpshooter. So JJ, start JJ. I'm good. All right, all right. So a, a bona fide sharpshooter, even if he's on the tail end of his career, taking a minimum. Uh, put him in, see if he catches fire. If not, Yank him, put him on the bench. Yes, so, Adam Car- Morris. We go Carmelo. We go Carmelo him. And Carmelo. Yeah, just, hey, uh, Carmelo are you on tonight? Here. No, yeah. sit your ass. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All, right. All right, thank you. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> That's perfect. All right, so we'll be right back, everybody. Adam Morrison has like two rings. Exactly. Okay, thank you for sticking around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're just going to play a smart, smart, a short commercial, and we will be right back with you again. Don't go anywhere. Thanks a lot. <laughs> The Profanity Nation is now the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on Clubhouse. Be sure to join over 5,000 strong and growing. Also, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Again, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. All right. So thank you very much. Also, as you know, uh, we also have another supporter of the show, and that is Pure Life Wellness Alternative Wellness Center. I always get that confused. Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center in Chatsworth, California. They are the spot to go for everything to chill you out, to hang, to just relax on a Friday or Saturday when you're not working, driving anywhere. You're just ready to go home and chill, do everything that's legal. Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. You see, I'm still thinking about it. I don't know why. (laughs) Pure Life Wellness. Did it again. Pure Life Alternative. Pure Life Wellness. Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center in Chatsworth, California. It's a spot to go. Be sure to check them out. Let them know the Profanity Nation sent you, and they will say hello. All right. Excellent, guys. They will say hello. They will say hello. Hi. All right. All right. Put us back on there, guys. Okay. So um, I would like to get – okay, we talked about the Lakers. You guys, thank you for sticking around, and uh, thank you to the Los Angeles Lakers fan club for being with us. Um, We said we are going to talk about the top five games this season, and we're going to do that. But uh, we do have, as usual in the NBA, there's always one huge, massive drama scene going on somewhere. And this year, it's the Philadelphia 76ers, and it just happens to be that our boy – Glenn Rivers, as uh, Clipper Darrell calls him, um, is in the middle of this boiling heap of crap with our boy Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons is now saying he's going to hold out and he is not going to play for the 76ers. Now, if that's the case, he's losing $273,000 per practice that he misses, per game that he misses. Um 
<laughs> I have a question for you, Money Mike, really quick. I, he think you play football, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I have a question. No, I have a question. Now, this is a Rich Paul client. This, this is clutch. So, so if we're going to give credit to our boy Rich Paul, we got to think. Okay, he 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 knows what's going on here. But I do have a question. I, I'm not going to say this was my question. I saw this on a, a news somewhere, talk radio, whatever. Um, but it was a good point, and um, essentially. Are the 76ers really asking too much of Ben Simmons just to like get a shot to just take shots and make shots? Okay. Is so that my, asking too much that he should now be asking for a trade? No. You know why? You know, why it's not, you know, well, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Yes. You know why? Because they knew he could not shoot when they drafted him. So I don't understand. Like you knew, you knew what you, this guy was and who this guy was. The Boston Celtics knew you, everybody knew. So why yeah. all of a sudden are you like, Oh, now we want you to pick up the skill. That doesn't, you know, I think that's unfair to him because you drafted me based on that. You've, you've given me, you know, a considerable amount of money, money. based on my skill, mm -hmm. right? And, and it goes back to let's play to your skill set, right? You know, you know, you know, Rondo has proven that, right? Rondo has proven he can be effective. He, he, I don't want Rondo to shoot three points, you know what I mean? I, but I want him to run the offense. So, if 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 they go and say, okay, we got Ben Simmons, you know he doesn't have a great shot, but he can shoot from here, but he can handle the ball and he plays amazing defense, do you play to that guy's strength? But that's not Doc Rivers' game. But Doc Rivers did oh, here's my question. Who was there first? That doesn't matter. And then the, yeah, Doc Rivers will never get the most out of his players unless his players go get the most out of themselves. But yeah. I mean, all I'm saying is like he knew he knew, he knew what he had. He knew what he had when he took the job. He did. You know, I know, like, I'm probably playing devil's advocate right now, but at the same time, if you're Ben Simmons, like, there's a, I don't know, we, we're all Kobe fans, so we, we've probably heard, saw the interview, they talked about Ben Simmons, I mean, they asked Kobe about Ben Simmons, and he liked him, he liked him a lot, he also said that a boy needed to get a jump shot. And he said that he didn't that if he needed to get a jump shot because he doesn't want to look at his career and have regrets. And basically, because if his game is not open or full, you know, it has all these different skills, like having a jump shot to be able to basically, you know, the secondary moves are what's open. After your jump shot is on, then you can able to go ahead and pump fake, take pool to the rack, and then do what you're good at, you know, passing the ball, getting to the rack, dunking, stuff like that. But you got to be able to have a jump shot to keep them honest. If you don't have that, then you're limiting your game, and that's that's really not on anybody other than the player. That's that's play because you see all these guys are. I mean, they work on their shot. I mean, for example, this is this is one example that I think that all Laker fans know when it came to Derek Fisher. When Derek Fisher first came to the team, Derek Fisher was a slasher. Derek Fisher used to take it to the rack, dunk on fools, play good defense. He got hurt that year. You know, in the 2001, when he got hurt, he came back as a uh, three-point assassin. We didn't even know where this jump shot came from. I mean, Derek Fisher was hitting everything, moonshot, everything. And this wasn't the Derek Fisher that we drafted. Derek Fisher didn't have a jump shot like that. But Derek Fisher worked on his jump shot and became that shooter. Same thing when you see right now, Lonzo Ball. He sees his game is, has a hole in it. He's working on that on that three-point shot. He's getting his his three-point shot. That is you know, one of the arguments. They say yeah. he's not – Ben Simmons is not working on his shot. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. So – some of the responsibility or owners have to be on Ben Simmons. And and I know we want to go ahead and we can put it on the coach. We can put it on Joel Embiid. We can put it on the other players. But at the same time, what's going to happen? We're going to trade Ben Simmons to another team and that fool still ain't going to have a jump shot.
Now, I, I would I would ask what Fultz would say. <laughs> what would Fultz say in this situation? Because he had, he came there had shooting issues and they couldn't they couldn't crack it. They couldn't figure it out. Um, ben Simmons has shooting issues. They can't seem to help him. They can't seem to figure it out. You know who the player was. They need I, to hire a lethal shooter, dude. Yeah, yeah. he's so oh, handy, man. Yeah. Stop playing games, yeah, I mean, man. Stop hey, they do. They did have him. Uh, um, ben Simmons shooting some threes. You know, you know. I think it was a pickup game that he had, but you, you just knew who you just knew who it was. And then say, listen, this is not how you handle you NBA. This is not football. This is you know these contracts are guaranteed. Dude. So you need to purposely twist your ankle or something. You know, so that way it can need to pull a Kawhi. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you can't pull. A, you can't pull. Don't, don't dog him like that. You, you can't pull a Kawhi because Kawhi got her before himself. the season, right? But yeah, I mean, look, that's not going to work. I, I just don't see how that's going to work because look, that means I don't have to pay you a lot, <laughs> right? You know, what I mean, that means I get to save money a lot. A lot. So. It, it, he's the only one who suffers. Right. But you know what I mean? I mean, they lose a guy who can't shoot, but he's the only one who suffers. Um, yeah, but they don't want him, though, right? Well, here's the problem is his his stock has sunk so low, and he's still got four years on his contract. Now, that could be uh, that could be the, the ball and anchor that people don't want, or it could be the, the, the stability that a team wants, knowing if they do trade for him. But uh, as he's now shown that he's willing – to not play. So if you trade I for him he, and he's not happy, he's already shown he's willing yep. to not play. Can you afford to make a trade with the 76ers for a guy who has shown you that if he's not happy with what you're doing or how you're commenting about him, he just won't play? I think he's going to be on that bench. <clears throat> I think he's going to show. I think he's going to be. I mean, well, you got to. I mean, Oh, we playing games now. We, we, come right. training camp. He coming. He, he, he's not going mean, this is, to This is not the NFL. This he's not going like, to you know, like this, these con and, and and the reason why I keep saying that is because these contracts are not difficult to. We're doing uh, good, uh, big baby. Thank you, yeah, BJ. What's up, man? What's up, big baby? Um, these contracts are difficult to void out, right? You know, it's, yeah, you it, don't. Yeah, well, I mean, they, so, dude, like, I, I don't, I don't know you what don't his, see contracts being restructured. I, I don't. I don't Vladimir Romanovich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anybody should if anybody should have got there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know what his, what his end game is. It doesn't make any sense. He better just go out there and play <sighs> and um, and make himself marketable. Exactly. If you if you go Increase out there, your value. if you go out there and make yourself marketable, help us you know, trade you and and and. <laughs> Make yeah. yourself valuable, man. Yeah, yeah. dude. Right. Why don't you make a shot and then I can trade your ass for something? Okay, so so let's let's stick with the program here. Okay, I wanted to throw that in because that is a topic we needed to discuss. But as always, uh, or in the beginning, we discussed that we were going to talk about the top five NBA games of the season, not Laker games, but the <laughs> top five <laughs> NBA games that are must see TV if you're an NBA fan. And we're going to go ahead and roll with Stat Pat and uh, let's go game by game here. So Stat. I have like my five that I want to see. Um, of course, my five could be different than the other person's five, but these are the ones I want to see. The first game off tops is going to be the opening night, Nets versus the Bucks. So we're going to see right from the jump. You're going to be ring night. <laughs> and, and, you in know, your face, and KD, KD still looking at that court like, man, dude, if I'm just, man, my shoes are just a little bit smaller, man. <laughs> it will be us on ring night right now, you know. So, you know, that's going to be jazz. They're going to be hyped for that one. So that's, one, that's the first one in the beginning. And um, 
And then it's like a week later on the 26th of October, there's going to be the, I mean, the Nuggets and the Jazz. Now, the reason why I put this as a big game is because they're also fighting. Those two teams, small market teams, but they're fighting for supremacy or trying to get in back into the, the picture right now. They're the, they're the afterthought. They had their run. You know, they had the bubble. They were hot, you know, in the bubble. And then the next year it came and it kind of like both fizzled. They're right? fighting to stay yeah, relevant. So now they're still fighting to stay relevant. Understood. And so they're going to be coming out there, both of them. And then, of course, but they got talent. I mean, you got Murray going to be back, you know, back. You got, you know, um, Mitchell. Uh, it's, 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 so it's, it's just going to be a, a good matchup, I think. Um, the 16th um, of November is going to be Warriors versus Nets. Um, so to me, I'm really looking forward to that one because I think we're going to find out at that time who are the who are the Warriors. Exactly. Are the Warriors back? We'll know. You know, we'll see if Clay's back to being Clay. Is Clay still going to be like, oh man, he's like you looking at Brandon Roy part two? Like, is it is it like that? You know what I'm saying? And so, but if they're back, then it's going to be you know all them they're coming the guns ready because they're looking at KD. I mean, they're looking at you know Kyrie. They're going to want to go ahead and prove themselves. Okay, that that that's a great game for the Warriors to just to to mark on the calendar and then to mark game two against the yes. Nets later in the season and see how they've progressed because they're the ones that need the growth of the Nets are already there. And okay, and so uh, it's a Christmas game and everybody's going to think I'm going to say you know Nets um, next Laker, but we're not doing Laker games. However, I want to see the, the Hawks versus the Knicks. He's going, he's going, ah, yes. Trey Young is coming back to the garden, and you know, he got that. <laughs> and you know, and, and Trey got that 200. Uh, you know, so and, and, and uh, right. oh, he, oh, he got the swagger going to be <laughs> off the chain, man. I mean, it's Christmas. He's accepted his villain oh, role. Man, dog, it's, man, it's Christmas and and and, and it's New York. They got the snow. It's, I mean, it's, come on, dude. It's, it's made for this. <laughs> it's made for it. Like, it's going to be a great day of basketball for Christmas, man. I'm, I'm my 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 family going to be mad, but yeah, right. right, right. I've already I've already <laughs> let my girl know. I said, uh, I, I like those games a lot. I like those games because they they all have their sub story. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? So, uh, uh, and, and then my last one, um, it's a little later in the season. Um, is going to be. April third, um, Mavs against the Bucks, and the reason why I picked Mavs and the Bucks is because after all these old guys go down, and pretty much the league has been shaping up to be a Luca and Giannis league um, going forward, and you're going to see both of them, and they're both at the top of their game. So these are going to be combustible scoring points. It's not going to be like you know they're going to squeak out twenty points. These guys can go for 40, 50 points in this game, and it's like let's see where let's see where the Mavs are. Let's see if the Mavs going to be fighting to stay in, stay relevant in the Western Conference, or are they going to be a top four seed? And let's see where the Bucks are. You know, are the Bucks going to be? You know, hey, we don't care who's who who geared up. We're the champs. You got to come beat us, and we'll see. So those are my top five. I got some other ones, but they all require they all have Lakers in it <laughs> because <laughs> I think we're on the. Are we on like? What forty two yeah. times? Yeah, we have a lot of games. <laughs> I, lot of I think, like, I mean, how can half your games be nationally televised? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right there. I didn't check it, but we probably. I think it's like I think it's like forty something, dude. I, I, I couldn't say that, but it's uh, right. does Clubhouse have any games that they're looking forward to, or would they like to comment on any of the games that Pat just discussed? I think that Warriors Nets game is uh, exciting, and then I would like to see that Nets and Bucks also. Yeah, Nets and Bucks for me. Yeah, Blink your mic if you if you. If you see a game you want to see. If you guys got anything special or something you're looking forward to. And if you want to talk about the Lakers, you can talk about the Lakers. You're not locked out um, because the Laker games are big as well. But uh, anyways. Yeah, we don't have anybody. You know, I would say that that going into this season, I'm excited. 
I, I don't think there's, 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 there's no team that's a given right now. Right. Um, yeah, I think at one point they were still considering the Suns the favorite in the West, which is insane. But um, I guess you have to give it. Are the Suns going to be able to make that, any, that, that type of run again? No. Well, I mean, that's another thing. Like, so we're, I'm, I didn't have any of the, of the Phoenix Suns game because I, because we all know. Right, so people that know know Injured. when it comes to the injuries, they the path was paid for them, and like you got to play who's in front of you, so you can't really just blame them for it. But the reality is, you play some hobble teams now. Everyone is okay, man. You got to put your money where your mouth is. This dude got a new contract, so he's here to stay. So this is your squad right now. You know, we're we're gonna see now, and you know all these you know talk about all these young cats you got. Let's run it back. Let's see what you guys are gonna do. And I don't know if they're gonna be up for it. I really don't. I think the Lakers are going to be upset about the fact that, I mean, the Phoenix Suns in their division, the Phoenix Suns went like, no, that's not. I think they're going to squash that. And I mean, the Phoenix might be struggling to get home court advantage in the first round. To be yeah, honest with you. I, I agree. It's not just going to be the Lakers. It's going to be every squad. The Suns beat on the way. Mm-hmm. That's going to be after them to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Um, and because the Suns are even considered a favorite or even considered up there, Teams, it's going to be a litmus test every night. So I don't think they're up for that challenge. Booker himself is up for it. I don't believe Chris Paul is. Um, he deserves his money. He deserves his contract. He did great. But I, I just don't think they're going to get it done. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It's sad that when you go to the finals one year and you're at the thought the following year. Yeah, and, like, and, and nobody looking for you. That's what happens when the liquor's good, man. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's we, we that's the shadow that we cast on the I league. mean, but I mean they literally really like like the year before we, we were talking about Denver and, and Utah and, and they kind of was afterthought, but we still knew that they were there. We're not even after like Phoenix is there. <laughs> right? I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I agree. I'm not you know, you know what I mean? We were like, yeah, but you know that. That Nugget team, they, if they get hot, like we were saying something like that. We're not even saying that about Phoenix. Well, uh, the litmus test for me in the way that I judge myself is because every year I'm a Lakers season ticket holder, we're season ticket holder. So as you're going through the games that you know you want to see, where you know people are going to call you about, well, that tells you which teams are the teams to watch right there. And to be honest, nobody's going to call about the Suns. It doesn't matter what they did last year. And 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 they have stars. Booker's a star. Someone may call, hey, I'll go check out that guy. But that's not the first pick. Nope. They want to see the competitive teams. They want to see the teams they think are competitive against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Booker break off the breakup with the Kardashian family, then uh, he, they may be considered? I'm just asking. <laughs> I, don't know. I'm just asking. I think the Suns should I'm trade for Simmons. I think, I think, yeah, I think Booker's all right. I mean, it, it, if, if anything, I think he got the tame one, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he does. I mean, but, I mean if there's a lesser of the evils, yeah. I guess. I mean, yeah. I'm just That's another show, man. That's another show, man. This is another show, bro. That's another show, man. There are other shows on TGN, on the TGN network that talk about that stuff more often. Okay, you're right. You're right. So, always, if you're a fan of the show or if you watch or listen to the show, we always end the show with a wonderful segment that we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. What that means, Money Mike's going to go ahead and share his thoughts or his opinion on a topic and he just wants to know is he inbounds or out of bounds with his thoughts so money mike you have the mic go for it so you know i don't know about this one man i just want to ask you guys on this one right so i hope you all agree with me though i've been looking at this rich paul norland and Wales situation mm. right now i've seen rich paul do miracles like no trade clause or non all-stars right kcp 
<laughs> I'm, not, I'm not naming any names. I'm just saying. Hey, it's factual. So this dude, <laughs> Norman Noel, this dude, Norman Noel, basically is saying that Rich Paul was so busy with everybody else getting everybody else more money than what everybody valued them, and and that's why this dude couldn't get a contract. Am I the bounds to say maybe it's just some skill level, dude? I mean, am I the bound to say that is is more Nolan Noel's skill level and people not wanting him or Rich Paul? Because I think that I think that contract is. I mean, I'm sorry, another contract. I think him suing uh, Rich Paul is bogus. Am I the bounds for saying that? It's definitely a bad look. Uh, you don't want to be suing when you don't get the money. That's almost like I mean, like Schroeder. He should sue his freaking manager. Yeah, dude. Like Dennis Schroeder, he should sue his manager. Um, Nolan's Noel, no, the market dried up. Um, you're going to take the calls that, that, that come in, you're going to push for your talent. You're going to do what you can. Um, it is interesting though, that, that for what was considered really an unblemished career for Rich Paul now has what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. And then this Nerlens Noel stuff, it's, it's, it's starting to take a chip here and there. And, And I think what happens with Simmons may, um, I think neither one of them is fault, though. I mean, do you think really that Rich Paul said, "Hey, I got an idea. Why don't you sit out the season?" I don't think I don't think that's advice that Rich Paul would have given. Let me go. Let me go to the clubhouse. Let me get a mic if you have an opinion. Is anyone there? Anyone have an opinion on money? Mike's out of bounds. Uh, crispy, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, New Orleans Noel, he he would get like a call probably like mid season, uh, maybe February sometime. I think somebody's gonna definitely pick him up and use his um skills that he he do have left. So um, I wouldn't say you're out of bounds anyway. Like, but what, cool. was he wronged? Is he wronged by Rich Paul at all, Crispy? Ah man, that's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna think. Oh no, no, he he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean the market is what the market is, right? It's a free market. Right. If his right. skills were were wanted, he'd have a job, and that's exactly. kind of how I feel about it. But I mean, what's so crazy about that? Like, what are you suing? Because you're saying, I think I could have gotten this amount. Like, who? How can you prove that? Right. That's like, you know, it's the lead determines the value of you, not you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Andrea, go ahead. Um. So when we're talking about Rich Paul, if he's if he's responsible, um, the whole story, if we rewind all the way back now, um, this this guy, Nerlens Noel, had a four-year, $70 million on the line, correct? Yep, yep. He first, okay. Then Rich Paul comes around and says, I can get you $100 million. Uh, once you Once you introduce yourself and you say what you can get this player and you take him away from management that he already has, I think they're equally responsible because there's no way on God's green earth you think you're worth $100 million. There's no way. I would play Nerlens Noel, but... For management to approach you and say, hey, this is what I can get you. Like, you have to have some responsibility. I think that Nerlens Noel was a far reach thinking he was worth $100 million, But then Rich Paul was also wrong. Like, man, don't rip him from his current management and tell him you're going to give him the world. <laughs> I think they both work. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, That's I, 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 <laughs> I agree uh, with you, Andrea. Um, at the same time, though, um, why can't y'all go back to the four-year $70 million, though? You see what I'm saying? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, 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 oh. all of a sudden, that's that's gone. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me, I'll take that. Can I get that? Can I get that one back? You got a reason? Can I get that one? I want that one back. Can I get that one? Go ahead, Andrea. It wasn't on the table anymore. That's the thing. Once they introduced, it's just like Dennis Schroeder. Um, Dallas offered him that money. It's just like, you know, we offered him 85, right? Yeah. He did what he did to stink the whole world up during the playoffs. Now everybody's looking at you like, okay, you're not worth this. And L.A. has the right to say you're not worth this as well, no matter what is meant. Now, Truder was wrong all the way across the board because there was never a day in your life you were worth 85 million or or um, half of it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a little bit different, but it's almost along the same lines. Like you have to know how much you're worth. Nerland's Noel was never worth 100 million nor 70. But Dallas was willing to pay you well over what you were worth. And you decided not to because you wanted to far outreach your talent. You know, you, you bring up a good point, isn't it? It's in the end, it's the player who decides yes or no. They're advised by their agent, their management, and their team. But the player is responsible for their decisions in the end to take or pass on that $70, $80 million deal and to wait for the money, regardless of what you're advised by your management or your team. Yeah, but you know, that even makes me think about it, though. No, I'm, based I'm, on what Andrea's saying, yeah, like, I'm, like <laughs> this is Rich Paul coming in. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards, yeah, man, you might have to pay with lost wages because, honestly, she makes a great point. I mean, if you're, if I'm losing money, I got the money. Like, I'm really, my my man got me this. My, my original agent got me this contract, so yeah. I'm ready. The only reason why I got you because you turned my head with more numbers. Now, I can believe that I'm worth that or not, but I believe in you. Right. I don't believe in me now at this point. I believe in you. And mm-hmm. me, myself, was able to get $70 million. You are here because you got to give me the extra 30 Now, that's on that's on Rich Paul to come through. Now, if he didn't, he didn't do it. I mean, this is what it is. Now, him getting sued by it, uh, you know what I'm saying? Him getting sued, that's like, that's weak sauce. I mean, that's like, come on, man, you know the game. It's like kind of like if Shooter having sued on his suit, his agent, which he should. But I just don't know how can you do that. Can you, you know see yourself? Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I just don't know how they can do that right now. But, I mean, it's just – but it, think about, like, taking somebody out of their current management and then promising them something and not delivering. Some responsibility has to go to that new agency. It I think the key be. word is is promised, and I think promised is not – Yeah, word that I, I want to know what that contract say. Exactly. There yeah. was nothing in there that said, I promise I can get right. you this. That's for darn sure. I – I think I think the contract. I think it's bogus to sue him. So. Yep, yeah. I agree. I, I, agree. I believe that. I agree. Okay, so uh, another great show, guys. Uh, thank you, everybody, <clears throat> for sticking with us. Last week was a special episode that we ran uh, from our live recording at Hollywood and Highland. So if you didn't catch that, go back to our YouTube or Facebook and be sure to catch it because that was cool. We had Brian Peterson back on. And again, we were right there at Hollywood and Highland, right in the middle of it all in front of Dolby Theater where they give out mm-hmm. the uh, Oscars and Hollywood Boulevard with the Walk of Fame and yeah. all that good stuff. We were right there. Uh, uh, standing really high on the edge. <sighs> Too high <high-five> for uh, me. <laughs> so, and you get to see uh, Steph Pack get a little nervous uh, with, with, the, with the heights there. So it was a great show. So if you missed it, be sure to go back and watch it. It's available now. But um, other than that, thank you. Thank you to Clubhouse and everybody who joined. Again, uh, we are the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on Clubhouse, the Clubhouse app. And we couldn't be happier about that. Uh, we love being a part of their uh, um, 
their room and we really appreciate everything that's going on there so uh once again another episode guys we did a good job thank you so much uh tune in next week sunday at 8 30 p.m pacific and we'll see you then peace peace Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And step back to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. The Profanity Nation is now the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on Clubhouse. Be sure to join over 5,000 strong and growing. Also, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Again, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt.